Everybody has a dream. Everybody has a goal. But what's the plan? Your dream, your goal has to be clear, concise, compelling, consistent, and committed. This podcast is to help all of you automotive sales professionals be more, achieve more, and live more through the hustle and grind of the car business. This is a no BS kind of podcast. This is the real deal. Can you close? Can you push yourself and have that financial freedom you so desire? When everything you've done has failed and you have nowhere else to go, this podcast has your back. Podcasting from the men's room in an unknown location, this is the Automotive Architect Podcast with your host, Ron Garverick. Welcome to another episode of the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast. I am your host, Ron Garverick. Welcome on another episode. Guys, thanks for going on, listening to my podcast leaving your reviews. I greatly appreciate it. It is time for another episode. And um, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about objections when you got customers. Uh, I'm, I'm going to talk a little bit about the road to the sale. I'm going to get in depth today due to the fact because, guys, this is this is so important to know how to Overcome objections when a customer gives it to you. Now, you got to remember, there's four reasons why a customer won't buy a car. It's price, payment, product, person. Or some people like to say the three M's, man, money, and machine. So, but you before you even can get to the objection part, you got you to gotta fact find. You got to know what the customer is wanting. And with the road to the sale, there is no exceptions to the road to the sale. Many great salespeople have tried to redesign and change up the road to the sale method. But none of their methods have ever been proven to be successful. The road to the sale is not an option. You must learn how to become a complete expert at it. And in return, your commissions and number of sales will increase dramatically. Every salesperson wants to increase his or her production level. Getting this down to will will do exactly that, okay? The road to the sale. Now, learning the road to the sale will teach you consistency or I will teach you consistently to take control of every selling situation. It will give you the confidence that you're going to need to make and will give you and your customer the confidence to trust you because they actually know what you're doing. Unlike most salespeople who they view as unprepared and they're wasting their time. Now, the first two steps of the road to the sale are the most important. The first two steps are, hey, it's the meet and greet and the fact finding. Now, you meet and greet, hi, I'm Ron, welcome to ABC Motors. Are you here for a car, truck, or SUV? I'm actually here to look at your cross sports or your explorers or your journeys or your whatever it is. That's where you start asking them questions. They're going to tell you. Remember, 80% talk, uh, the customer talks, 20% you talk, okay? So you ask them, great. Now, are you thinking about adding on to your, to your uh, vehicles or do you have one to trade in? Now, in this new vehicle, what are you looking to buy? A truck, car, or, or not a truck, car, a lighter, darker colors, um, an SUV, does it have to have leather or cloth interior? What are the major options that you're going to need on this vehicle? 
Now go back to the trade and ask them. So let me ask you a question. Now, are you uh, still paying on that trade or is it already paid off? No, 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 I still owe money on it. Great, okay, no problem at all, no problem at all. Um, now let me ask you a question is, um, what bank did you go through on that? Why I asked what bank they went through, because if they say it's a Santander or a Westlake or a credit acceptance, you know that their credit is a little iffy. Now, if they say U.S. Bank, uh, Chase Bank, TD Finance, then you know their credit's going to be a little bit solid. Um, Ten years ago, a customer would buy it from a salesman, even if they didn't like that customer or that salesman, just as long as they know enough that they were going to get a good deal. Now, in today's times, if a customer, customer doesn't like you, he won't even give you enough time to show him the vehicle. You must become professional in building common ground. And here's a list of things that I want you guys to know that you must always do in the meet and greet. You must smile like a winner to create the first impression. Welcome them to your dealership with eye contact and a firm handshake. And then always do a handshake. And I know in this COVID time, um, you don't, some customers don't want you to shake their hand or anything. Uh, so uh, fist pump or elbow pump, something like that, that'll be great. Uh, you always say, my name is Ron and your name is, and then you ask for the spouse, the kids, friends, or whoever, acknowledge everyone that's there. And now if you master each technique, um, then you'll have the first half of the meet and greet down. Now here comes the tricky part. You gotta build common ground. So by doing that, you have to start asking questions. So did you buy this vehicle brand new on the trade? How long have you had it on the trade? That gives you some kind of idea what they're, where they're at on uh, their trade-in cycle, okay? Who is it financed with currently? Now, is it still under warranty? Now, you'll know that if, you, if it has miles on it, okay? So if it has 37,000 miles and it's a Ford, you know that the warranty's already up. So why did you buy it previously? They're going to, th if you ask them that, why did you buy it previously? They're going to tell you what, you know, what they were using that vehicle for. Then you can say, well, are you thinking about doing the same thing with this new vehicle? Okay. Um, what are you looking for in the new vehicle that the old vehicle didn't have? What's the payment on it now? So you're trying to get a kind of, kind of payment wise of what they're paying. Is that the only vehicle that you're trading in today? What's the payoff roughly? Now, who's going to be the main driver of this vehicle? See, asking those questions, that's going to help when you're talking about the trade-in. Now, I know some people are talking about you don't want to do any of the trade-in information until after they drive the, the, the test drive the car they want to purchase. I in, would rather have you go and look at the trade, start asking about the trade, getting the numbers um, the VIN number, the miles, the condition of the vehicle, so you can give it to your appraisal manager. So while you're going on the demo ride and selling the car that they're hoping to take home today, the appraisers out there looking at their vehicle, they're seeing if they have a, a cracked windshield, ball tires, any dings, dents, scratches, anything that's that will depreciate the vehicle. So by the time they get back, they're already pumped. They are already want to be owners. You can ask them, what don't you like about the trade-in? You know, stuff like that to just to get it ready and get it planted in their head, okay? And when you're doing that trade appraisal, you make sure you always have your customer with you so they they can talk about the 
what happened to the little ding, or they could talk about how they got the cracked windshield and stuff like that. Um, so if they're not trading, these are some some of the questions you'd like to ask them. Is is there going to be any trade-ins that are not here right now? Uh, did you recently have a vehicle or maybe something happened to it? How have you been getting around recently? Now, do you both share the same car? Okay. How many people are going to ride with you on a daily basis? Is the gas mileage important to you? Is the payment important to you? You got to find their wants and needs. Now, the needs and wants are, are both important. If you ask questions like this, you can lead them to the right vehicle for the first time. Okay? So then you want to ask, uh, how do you rate your credit from 1 to 10 roughly? Now, 1 being the worst and 10 being the best. So they give me, well, you know, some people say, oh, I got perfect credit. And then when you check their credit, they're not so good. So, you know, you, you when you ask those questions, you you just got to take it lightly with the customer. Also, um, and with the following, uh, with, and with following through from the meet and greet to the fact finding and qualifying pr uh, process, this would lay the budget right here in your lap. You, your mind should be super prepared at this time to go and land them on the right vehicle in your inventory. Now, if these first two steps that are just uh, that I just talked about are done and every customer with no shortcuts, your customers will want to buy from you every time. So you got to follow that step right there. OK, um, it's it's very highly important to get these down smoothly so you know what's going on. Uh, a couple of other issues. You know, the must-have questions for surfacing hot buttons. What's the more, more important for you to have in this new vehicle? Is it fuel economy? Is it certain features, safety? What are your must-haves? How many people do you that will drive this on a daily basis? And is there a color that you just don't want, that you hate, that, that we can't uh, get you in today, Okay. Now, and the credit questions is, have you ever financed a car before? It's very important because you get some of these young people that, that have never uh, have driven a, or got credit on a car before, and it may mess them up. So you, that's one of the important questions there. Did anyone have to help you on, to get on the note? Um, for some of you that don't know, that means a co-buyer. Did someone happen to help sign with you to get you into this newer vehicle today um do you own your own home that's a good question too so you know that they have some established credit on there um do you have a mortgage what's the payment on the trade which bank did you uh, finance with did you ever have any problems with them the reason you want to ask if they ever had any problems with the bank is they may not want to even use, let's say, like Wells Fargo anymore. They had a bad experience with Wells Fargo. Any reason why you wouldn't be able to finance with a primary lender today? And how would you rate your credit on a scale of 1 to 10? Do you get paid W-2 or a 1099? That's very important too because if they don't have very good credit and if they get paid 1099, they're going to have to, to present uh, bank statements uh, if they don't have any good credit. So guys, and you got to remember, you got to be 18 years old before you can even buy a car. 
So just remember, the road to the sale starts with a proper meet and greet. It involves introducing yourself and asking the customer's name. By asking their name, you're creating an instant rapport because everyone loves to hear their own name. You want to sprinkle their name throughout the time together, not only because it's so subconsciously remind uh, or respond to the you, you respond to it, but the, because it will help you remember it. Uh, so you're like, uh, John, you were telling me that you wanted a lighter, darker vehicle. We have white and silver. Which one would you prefer? Now, John, you were talking about how you were wanting the, a sunroof, but Jane didn't want a sunroof. You know, you keep saying their name so you can pop them in their head, okay? Ask them if they're here for the big sale or it's all over the radio. The commercial just started this morning. The owner just discounted the entire lot. It's awesome that we are here in the right place at the right time. From here, start building some common ground. If they interrupt you with anything about cars, answer their, quest their question politely and make a positive remark about the vehicle and slow down by talking about anything other than the vehicle. Guys, I don't know how many of you guys sit there and you just start answering all the questions on the vehicle. Uh, like, how much is it? What are the payments going to be? Is there a discount? Can you go any lower? Blah, 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 blah. And you're just lowering the cost of the value of the vehicle. And you, then you're, you're griping about making a mini. Okay, so slow down. Don't stop talking about that. Um, you have to be nice. You have to have a great attitude. Show them that you're a good person, but at the same time, lead them because if they figure that they can run all over you, you will be chasing them down on the lot and they will be there for only five minutes and then they're gone. Okay. So fact finding, you got to fact find on the B on with the customer. The road to the sale is all about using selling techniques to to know your customer by asking them and propping, uh, propping questions about how potential customers will use the car, what they like and what they don't like about their current vehicle. The questions about the general lifestyle, you'll be able to hone in on the what's important to them. It's important to keep an open mind during fact finding and not resume that just because someone is dressed a particular way or has a particular job that they know what car they're going to want. And the only way to know is to dig that out of them and what they're looking for and why. So, you understand what we're trying to get at here when it comes to these customers, right? Okay. So it's important you do the meet and greet with the customer and fact finding. Fact finding. If you find out exactly what kind of vehicle that they're looking for, this is going to be a perfect time to get everything that you're going to want uh, in finding them the right vehicle and getting to, to the right um car and making the right money. So right commission for yourself. So we're gonna, I want you to work on the first two, the meet and greet. I want you to go out there. I want you to smile like a winner and create a great first impression. You're welcome to, the, to your dealership with great eye contact and a firm handshake or fist pump or whatever and say, my name is, and whatever your name is, and your name is, it is an, Honored to meet you guys. I was expecting you guys to show show up here today. Now let me ask you a question: Are you here for parts or service? 
Oh, you're here to buy a car. Great. Now, let me ask you, what kind of car are you expecting to take home today? And then start asking them questions about their trade. Ask them questions about what they're trying to accomplish today. Ask them about what they like and don't like about their trade-in and what they're expecting to get into a new one. Very important, very educational, and it's very smart if you do this. I'm going to take a short break. Got to get some of my sponsors in and out, and I'll be back in a few moments, and we'll start talking about objections. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. Welcome back to the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast. Guys, one thing that I hate when a customer comes in and you show them everything about the car, you present numbers to them and they say, well, I need to think about it. Now, what do you do, honestly? What do you do when a customer says they got to think about it? Do you hand them a business card, tell them everything's great, that sounds wonderful, uh, just to give you a call when they decide what they want to do? Or do you find out what they need to think about? Now, if you look deep down into it, I want you to understand how, how thought process is. Now, when, when a customer says, I need to think about it, what, what do you get out of that? Do you, do you fully understand what a thought process is, okay? Now, a thought process is you think about it really quick. So, this is what I, want you to, what I want you to talk about when a customer says, I need to think about it. Now, Mr. Customer, I totally understand you need to think about it, but thought is instantaneous. Thought is, thought is quick, okay? So, let me ask you a question. Think about a dog. Did you get it? Think about your house burning down. You see, thought is an immediate and instantaneous, not something that takes time. What you need to do is now make a decision. So let me ask you three certain things. Is this something that you would like to buy? Yes. Does it fit your budget? Yes. Am I the kind of salesperson you would love to buy the car from today? Yes. So, Mr. Customer, that being said, the car is the one you want, it fits your monthly budget, and I'm the one you want to buy the car from today. So what I need you to do is sign right here by the X, and I'll get it washed and ready for you. You see how, how that comes? This is a very strong close. I never believe that people need to think. As this is just a, a stall for someone other for some other consideration. They are more likely to need more information than time to think. This close sets up finding out what is really wrong, okay? Nobody really has to think about doing anything. They just do it. It's instantaneous. You know, when someone says, uh, if they commit a crime, I don't know what I was doing. Yes, you did. It was instantaneous. It may not have been smart at the time, but it was instantaneous. Another great close is, Mr. Cusmeriano, I totally understand that you say that you need to think about buying this vehicle today. Totally understand. But do you need two or three days or will two or three weeks be better for you? 
Now, the, the majority of the time, probably the customer is going to say, you know, I just need two or three days to think on it. Mr. Customer, the truth is, no matter how long you take, you are going to be faced with these three questions. May I share them with you? One, does this car get you what you want? Two, can you afford this car? And three, am I the kind of person that you want to do business with? Now, if you said all three to all those, I need you to sign right here and I'll get it put in place for you and get your car ready to rock and roll. These are one of my favorite all times, okay? I use this uh, with customers when I was a salesperson. Now, as a manager, I don't use them like that anymore. I ask them, is this a car that you want? Does it fit your budget? And is Donnie the, the salesperson you'd love to buy a car for, from today? So you're going to identify the real objection when it comes to this. You're going to find out what the customer's really uh, wanting to think about. Another one is from, you know, when a customer says, hey, Ron, I need to think about it. Great. Most people want to take time to think about their decision before making it. Let me ask you a question. On a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being you would absolutely, uh, you're absolutely certain and you're ready to take this car home today, or 1, you wouldn't even take it home no matter what, even if it was free. Where would you rate or where would you stand at this time? Now the customer will answer, and then you would ask, what would make it a 10? If you ask the customer what would make it a 10, they would say, you know, the, the, the payment's a little bit high, higher than what I want it to be. Boom, you found out the real reason. What else? Uh, I just don't know if I, I really need the sunroof. Boom, there you go again. This will allow you to determine what the real objection is. And trust me, there's going to be one. It's always, and in my mind, it's either product right here, product or the payment, okay? So now you get a sense where the, the buyer is on his real objection. While it momentarily relieves the buyer's sense of having to do something right now, it positions you to find out what it takes, uh, takes to get the buyer to, to the point to buy something new. Okay, They deserve to buy something new. They've worked hard to buy something new. So, so we'll talk about that later on when a customer goes, ah, oh, you know, I don't know if I need to do this. I mean, Mr. Customer, you've, you've busted your rear end for quite a while to get something nice. Don't you think you deserve it? You'll, we'll get into those also. So um, now we're talking about payment. You know, when, when customers are talking about payments and why they don't need to buy, I know if, if you're at some stores and you're trying to hold gross on, on customers and you're trying to make a little bit more than a mini on your commissions, I don't care if it's used, CPO, or new, payment is probably going to be one of the most biggest issues you're going to have. So when a customer goes, you know, uh, it's the payment's a little bit higher than what I thought, I understand that you feel like the payments are too high. But compared to what you're paying for, for other things, it really isn't. And let me show you what I mean. And then you break it down. You break it down to the customer what you mean compared to you're paying $5.95 right now on this vehicle. This payment is $6.25. You know, some people are like, well, I, I want to make the same payment. I, I want to make the, new, the same payment on the new one that I'm making on the used one. And, the, and if the customer is not putting any money down, it's kind of hard to... to have the same payment if their credit changed, if they're carrying over negative equity in their trade-in, if they're not putting any money down, if they're, the car that they're buying is more than the car that they were they're buying before. So you've got to break it down. For instance, 
Just what you pay in federal taxes exceeds the investment that you're making in on this. What you pay in unemployment costs exceeds the cost. Your electric bill is higher than the proposal I have presented to you today. And you you got to understand this fits where you need to be. Also prepare a full arsenal of closes. You have in your uh, book, so you could present the, the buyer if they want to move to price or difference of money down or they start stalling again. Whatever the case is, you have to have a complete understanding, not just a couple of closes and use those couple of closes on the customer. So um, another thing is when a customer says the payment's too high, if these are too high, then how would you make sense of the payments that you're making now? You're paying too much now for something you don't even want. Okay, and that that can go back. You're paying, you're paying the payment you're paying right now, but you you don't even have a uh, a warrant a factory warranty left over, and you didn't purchase an extended service contract. So that being said, what happens to the customer? The customer with their vehicle breaking down, not only will they be making the monthly payment that they're making on the vehicle they were hoping to trade, but they're also going to be paying a labor labor cost if their vehicle ha uh, happens to break down they're going to be paying for the parts uh they're going to be left out without a vehicle and they have to get to work so they're going to have to try to find a rent a car uh there's so much money that they're they're going to be spending if they don't get a call buy a new car today so keep in mind mr customer it's highly uh, beneficial for you to pay a little bit extra on something that you want than pay on something that you're not even wanting anymore, right? So if you plant that seed in the customer's head, they're totally going to understand, but you've got to break it down. Guys, you can't have customers say the payment's too high and you say, okay, I understand this and then let them leave. You've got to understand when a customer says they got to think about it, they don't have to think about it. You have to solve their problems. Remember episodes ago when I was talking about you've got to fact find, you've got to answer their, or you got to answer their questions and solve their problem. If you work the road of the roadmap to the sale backwards, before they can own it, they gotta what? They gotta buy it. Before they buy it, they gotta what? They gotta want it. Before they want it, what do you gotta do? You gotta fact find. You gotta solve their problems. So when a customer says they got to think about it or they need to that the payment's too high, you just got to break it down how they're not high at all. They just got to get their thinking up. One close you could say if a customer says the payment's too high, you could tell them they can write a check. The one way to solve that problem is to write me a check for the whole purchase or pay cash and then you can avoid all payments. You see, customers are going to tell you excuses on why they are not wanting to buy your car. And you have to overcome these excuses and get these customers to think that they deserve to buy a new car. Be professional, though. Be professional. I'm going to take a little break and be back in just a moment to finish this up. Guys, thank you for listening to the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast. Be right back. 
to make more money, take these classes. He's intense, truthful, and he knows what he's doing. Check him out. Ron Garvick, man, where to start with this guy? Um, I've had the pleasure of working under him for the past four years. He's my manager up at Street Volkswagen, and it's just been an amazing experience. I came in as a green pea with no experience, and you know he's went over and taught me a lot of you know a lot of great stuff with the car business, whether it's negotiating, uh, trade appraisals, walkarounds, you name it. He's went over it with me, and I'm super appreciative. He brings a ton to the table, you know, a wealth of knowledge, a wealth of experience. He's worked the desk. He's you know he's worked every position, you know, BDC sales. He's done everything in the dealership, so he has a wealth of knowledge. And you know, having those credentials behind him really solidifies what he's saying. You know, he knows his shit. He's good at what he does. He's had results. So definitely listen to Rod Garbrick, man. Uh, I'm very blessed to have him at the dealership and be able to learn from him directly. So tons of good stuff. Can't wait for y'all to check it out. Hello, guys. My name is Joel Marquez, and I highly recommend Ron Garbrick sales training because he's very passionate at what he does. Uh, me and Ron have been working together for over five years, uh, two different dealerships. I went from making two to $2,500 to pushing over $10,000 a month. Uh, yes, I'm currently over $100,000 year to date in about eight and a half months. I highly recommend you guys take advantage of all his courses. He's great at what he does. Thank you guys, have a blessed day. Hey guys, I'm Ron Garwick, and as you just heard from these fine professionals, I have changed their lives financially in the car business. I have changed them from making $2,000 a month to $12,000 to $15,000 to $18,000 a month by following my methods. Finance departments, I have changed their finance department from making $125,000 in finance gross to over $350,000 in finance gross by using my methods. Sales managers, I have taken you from $1,200 PVR to over $2,000 in PVR by using my methods. So finance managers, sales managers, if you wanna make $500 more on PVR, go to Garve University. Sales people, if you want to make $500 more on each commission, go to Garve University. Guys, this is so impactful, full of great content. I'm not going to sugarcoat anything. I'm going to tell you how it is, and I'm going to help you make money. I guarantee you will see results within one week by using my methods. You want to make $10,000, $18,000 a month? Let's get started to get you closer to that financial freedom. Go to Garve University right now. All right, I'm back. Let's rock and roll. This is the last part of the Automotive Architect Sales Podcast for this episode. Guys, I want to talk to you about lack of motivation. The lack of motivation is is going to kill you in the car business, and I'm just going to be upfront. If you don't, get your head out of your ass. There's so much to say about the value of self-motivation that it's hard to know just where to start. Planning, setting, and achieving your goals for your own success is without a question the best way to rise to the top of your profession. The quote legendary motivational trainer Jim Rohn said, if you don't design your own life plan, chances are you'll fall into someone else's plan and guess what? They have planned for you. Not much. You are one I'm sorry, 
You are the one will the, the make your dreams come true. If you the the lack of motivation or you're lazy in your career, in your daily business and personal habits, you are not only likely to be lackluster in in lackluster results, but you will deserve just that. Nothing. Failing to plan is failing to or is planning to fail. Let me say that again. Failing to plan is failing. <laughs> Failing to plan is planning to fail. And those of you that are just float along with life expecting eventually to drift to the shores of success will be solely disappointed. The right person who rows their own boat with consistent effort in the right direction will always reach their goal line before the one who just not doesn't want to do that. Remember the story about the tortoise and the hare? It's not just how fast you move, it's how steady and purposed you are in those efforts to reach your goal. In a recent online poll, the following question was put forth. Is the average American lazy? Of nearly 1,500 people who have responded to this poll, 74% answered yes. We are living in the time that many people expect to be entertained and called through life. Those who make a, a, an effort toward education or career development are often taunted for their dedication and hard work and study as nerds or yuppies. How, how we got here is not an appropriate topic for this book, but making it sure that it isn't part of your M.O. Now, stop being lazy. Being lazy and unproductive is certainly an unavailable option today in this world of video games, of social media, and of instant gratification. But it is never a preference for a true profession. The career-minded person realizes that there is a cost to success and they will not settle for anything less. For them, motivation is not a problem. It is recognized as a daily requirement for the success they are seeking in life. Those who fail to take advantage of the information and training available that I give you to help you cannot expect to have much success. If so, if you fail not to go to Garve Automotive, not to take my training courses, not to listen to my podcast, you should expect nothing of much of success, okay? Investing in your own success is the best way to make sure that you are able to reach your goals and achieve the level of accomplishment that you desire. Life rewards and the lazy get little, okay? So in life rewards, you will get a lot and the lazy will get little or sometimes nothing. So... You've got to motivate yourself. You've got to get better. You've got to push yourself. You can't sit there and expect everybody to do everything for you, give you hand-me-downs, and then expect, oh, well, I deserve this or I deserve that. Just like when it comes to leads, it's very, it's very annoying as a manager when you have salespeople complaining that they don't get any internet leads. Guess what? What have you done to deserve it? Have you made your follow-up calls? Be honest with yourself. Have you made your follow-up calls? Are you doing everything when they do hand you a lead? Are you trying to close every deal? 
If I hand you an internet lead and that customer walks away and you didn't take a TO or you didn't try to close it because you've not been reading your books, you've not been watching videos, you haven't been training on anything, why would I give you an internet lead? Why? I don't care if you're selling 20 cars a month. Are you doing what you're supposed to be doing before then? It's not all about selling cars. It's about following a process. If I give you a lead, you don't follow up with the customer. The customer leaves. Are you following up with them the next day? Are you following up with them next week? Are you following up with them next month? Or are you just letting them die in the CRM? Guys, you got to stop bitching about getting internet leads. You're always bitching about something. You want internet leads? Work for them. Stop bitching about it. Work your process. Like, oh, well, so-and-so over there is getting all the internet leads and I think that's a little messed up. Then what are you doing? And those same people are in circle jerks every single day. You're in circle jerks talking about the same shit, about the not getting in or in or any internet leads, talking about how the traffic's slow. Don't want to do your fucking, excuse me, you don't want to do your own videos to try to draw people in. I don't want to do videos. Guess what? That's where we're going. That's where we're going in, this, in, this, in the car business is videos. You don't want to put the effort in, so be it. But you better not be the first one to gripe when you're not getting an internet lead. It's very ridiculous that you got people bitching, people moaning, people groaning, but they don't want to do anything that they're supposed to do, what the managers ask them to do. Make your phone calls, send your emails, do your videos, text, do it all, follow up, follow up, follow up. It's simple, simple. You're living by the moment. You're living in the moment of, oh, I got another internet lead. Let's put it in my pile. Oh, I got another internet lead. Put it in my pile. Oh, they don't want to buy anything. <laughs> Throw it away. They're still in your CRM. They're still popping up every morning. They're still reminding you, call me, call me, call me. No, but you want to... You want the cupcake. You want it to be handed. You want them to set the appointment for you. You want the BDC to go, you have an appointment at 2 or 3 o'clock and the customer is dead set on buying this car. We already got their credit information. We want to get at this. But the ones you got to work for, you don't want to work for. You don't even want to put the effort and time in it. You want to make it easy so you make it just skim through it. Work for it. Stop complaining. It's getting old. Guys, you want to be a 30, 40 car? 
every person you get, you got to grind. You got to find out how you're going to be able to get this customer to buy. No matter what objection thrown at you, you hit it. Boom, you overcome it. Another one. Boom, you overcome it. Another one. Boom, you overcome it. If you can't get them closed, then you get up from your chair. Hold on, I got a great idea. Get up from your chair. Walk to a manager. Walk to a manager. And ask them, hey, can you take a TO for me? Stop using the excuses of the desk manager. Desk managers aren't the only ones that can take TOs. Hell, get the GM to take a TO. And if none of your managers want to take a TO, guess what? They're lazy and they don't want to take a TO because they don't know how to overcome objections. Get your head out of your rear end and understand this is the process. Stop complaining and do something. Follow up every day. You have customers in your computer. Call them. Tell them you give them another deal on another vehicle if it's been two years since they bought a car from you. Hey, I'm a, I got a customer looking at buying a car just like yours, and I'm sure I can give you top money for your trade-in. I'd love to get you into a newer vehicle. Would you be interested if I can give you some good money for your trade-in and get you into a newer vehicle with, with uh, lower miles and possibly get you a better uh, interest rate on the new vehicle? Come on, guys. You're, you're making it seem hard, and it's really not. If you haven't yet, log on to www.garvautomotive.com. Get subscribed to my training courses. I guarantee you will not regret it. If you need some additional help, got all my information on my website. Give me a call. Uh, shoot me a text. I'd love to uh, see what I can do to get you guys into uh, selling more cars, making more money. Garvautomotive.com. Go into the training packages. Uh, very affordable. Get your dealership, get your GM, get your dealer principal involved. Um, get, them, get them where, you know, you'll make more money. And I guarantee the money that they're spending on this training, they will see more come out of it. And they will, they will pay it off sooner by just getting on there. So Garv Automotive, G-A-R-V as in Victor, Automotive.com. Go to training packages, you click on there, and that'll give you a, a couple of options to uh, for some training for Garv University. We, uh, we got 24-7 sales, finance, BDC, and management training, free access to all my training webinars, and a 15% discount on all training classes and workshop conducted by me. Now there's only there is a 199 one-time setup fee and a 12 month month commitment. This is all virtual right now. Uh, we also have if you want to do it per year, just pay 999 9.95 per year with a one-time setup fee of 198, and it's a it's a 12 month contract also. Uh, if you want to do it for two years, there's also one for there. If you want to do a Zoom meeting one-on-one. -on -one, uh, I'll do one for four hours. Um, if you got a BDC, I'll do one hour with the BDC department, one hour with your sales department, 
one hour with your finance department and I'll do one hour with your sales managers. So go to garvautomotive.com, go to training packages and uh, let's, let's get you to start making more money and selling more cars. Uh, you can follow me on LinkedIn, follow me on uh, Facebook, I got my YouTube channel also, and uh, I'm just just getting back on to Twitter. So thank you for joining me today. It was lovely. Hopefully, uh, I think I got a guest next week. That'll be awesome. Get you guys all set up for that. And I got some great news coming uh, soon. I'll be uh, posting it on Facebook and uh, talking about it on the podcast. So once again, guys, thank you for joining, and I'll talk to you soon. Go to uh, go to Apple and podcast. Leave a review, even if it's a hate review. Go ahead and leave it there. Leave a review. Tell me, uh, give me some subjects you want me to talk about, and we'll go from there. Guys, I got a lot of guests coming. Um, we're going to uh, be talking about uh, objections, follow ups, road to the sale. Um, get into their personal or their business life and see what uh, what we can do there. But until then, y'all have a great day. Remember, gross is not a dirty word. See y'all. <laughs>